Greetings, friends. Welcome to Walking in His Word, the podcast where we embark on short, faith-filled journeys through the scriptures in episodes that are both concise and impactful. Each week, we take an 8-10 to minute purposeful stroll through the pages of God's Word, offering insights, wisdom, and inspiration to enhance our day. So join us as we explore each topic, uncovering the treasures hidden within the scriptures and learning how they can be applied to our lives. So let's take this brief but powerful journey of walking in His Word together. We invite you to join us over the next several weeks as we explore the wisdom of the parables of Jesus. Join us as we peel back the layers of these parables, uncovering the profound truths that continue to shape our understanding of faith, compassion, and humanity. Each episode, we'll walk through a parable shedding new light on their messages and exploring how they resonate with our daily experiences. Get ready, because on Walking in His Word, the parables are more than just stories. They're a guide to living a life inspired by love and grace. So stay tuned and let's embark on this transformative journey together. This week, we continue our studies on the secrets of the kingdom of heaven by looking at the topic of forgiving and forgetting. This parable was prompted by the apostle Peter asking Jesus a question in Matthew 18, 21. He said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I shall forgive him? Till seven times? When you hear this, you may say to yourself, man, Peter was being pretty generous. Seven times forgiving someone for the same offense. I don't know if I could do that. In fact, Peter was being quite generous. Even the local rabbis of the day thought that three times was sufficient. However, Jesus gives a surprising answer. He said to Peter, I say not unto you until seven times, but until 70 times seven. So 70 times seven, 490. Is that the magic number? Well, I don't believe Jesus's answer is to be taken literally. It's not like we get a little counter and start counting offenses. Rather, Jesus confronts Peter with a truth that we all need to understand. And that truth is the spirit of forgiveness really knows no boundaries. To reinforce that point, Jesus follows up his answer with the parable of the wicked servant found in verses 23 through 35 of Matthew chapter 18. When we explore this parable, we will indeed learn that there is no number to forgiveness. We must forgive without limits because we ourselves have been forgiven without limits by the Father in heaven. So let's take a look together at what Jesus says about forgiveness in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus tells a story of a servant, a wicked servant, who owes a tremendous debt. Scripture says that he owed 10,000 talents, which is an astronomical sum. And I did some research and learned a few conversions just to help us put a little context around this number, which will hopefully add a little bit more impact to the enormity of his debt. Most commentators say that one talent of gold was equivalent to approximately 6,000 denarii. So he owed 60 million denarii. And keep in mind that one denarius was equivalent to one day's wage. So to turn that into today's numbers, let's just say one's day's wage was about $50. So he would owe the equivalent of sum of about $3 billion, which is enormous, impossible to pay off in a lifetime at that wage for sure. In the parable, the king is settling all of his accounts and requires payment from this man when he cannot pay. So, keeping with the law of the land, the, the king commands for this man and his family to be sold until all the debt has been paid off. Due to the enormity of the debt, this was essentially a life sentence of indentured servitude for this man and his family. In response to this, the man falls on his knees and begs for mercy in verse 26. He says, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. Now, the king is moved with compassion for this man and forgives all his debt. 
What a tremendous act of forgiveness. The mercy of the king went well beyond the actual request. The man just asked for patience so he could pay off little by little. But the king showed mercy and forgave the debt completely. That man walked away from the king's presence completely clear of all his debts. And what a relief that must have been. But let's see how that man responds to such a great act of mercy that was shown to him. Let's read verses 28 through 30. And again, we're in Matthew chapter 18. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. Let's do a little bit more math to help us understand why Jesus calls this servant so wicked. The man owed 60 million denarii, and he was owed 100 denarii. Using our same conversions of $50 a day for one denarius, this man owed the wicked servant about the sum of $5,000, and he had just been cleared of a debt of over $3 billion. Now, $5,000 is still a big debt to pay for most people, including myself, and especially back then. But compared to what that man had owed and been forgiven, it was nothing. The man who owed $5,000 used the exact same words to the wicked servant. He said, have mercy and I will pay you. Yet this wicked servant learned nothing and refused to heed the same plea that he had used himself. He acted cruelly, not compassionately, and put this man in debtor's prison until he could pay. This, of course, caused quite a stir. This man's fellow servants were understandably distressed when they noticed this behavior, and they reported it to the king immediately. And we'll see here in, in verses 32 through 33 of Matthew 18 that the king was quite angry with the wicked servant. Let's read his response. You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? The king then responded by rescinding his forgiveness of the debt and throwing the man in debtor's prison until he could pay off what he owed. So what is the heavenly principle that we can learn from this story? Well, Jesus is quite clear in verse 35 when he said, So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. We learn from this that failure to forgive will bring severe consequences. Essentially, God will react as this king reacted if we do not forgive others. This sheds a whole new light on Peter's original question when he asked seven times. The reality is we are all debtors like this wicked servant. Romans 3.23 says that we are all sinners. We have to start there. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. Then we read Romans 6.23, which says, For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So we are all sinners. The wages of that sin is death. We owe something that we can never pay back. But the good news is that our debt has been paid. With Christ's atoning sacrifice, our debts have been paid. He died for us so we can live and inherit eternal life. The concept of forgiveness starts with that realization. This is where the wicked servant went terribly wrong. He did not focus on how much he had been forgiven. When we are faced with others who treat us poorly, the answer is not to forgive them three times as the rabbis taught, or seven times as Peter taught, or even 490 times. Forgiveness is immeasurable. The Apostle Paul wrote that in order to develop a forgiving spirit, we must put into context how much Christ has forgiven us. Let's look at Ephesians 4.32, which says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. And also in Colossians 3.12-13, which says, Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, 
meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. The statement is not that we are willing to forgive or that we should forgive. It says that we must this can be a labor of prayer. Fences can hurt us deeply, and it might take time, and it might take much prayer to the Lord saying, Lord, I choose to forgive. In addition to choosing to forgive, we should also ask the Lord to cause us to forget the offense altogether. To forget is to leave behind or fail to mention the offense. For all practical purposes, we have allowed the Lord to take that offense right out of our minds. I've experienced this a few times where someone has come to me asking for forgiveness and I could not even remember what was done. It was wonderful. I'd like to close this with a quote that is commonly attributed to the late missionary Amy Carmichael. If I say, yes, I forgive, but I cannot forget, as though the God who twice a day washes all the sands on the shore of all the world could not wash such memories from my mind, then I know nothing of Calvary's love. Forgiveness is essential to our survival. We have already been forgiven a debt that we could never pay, and we must always remember that when facing the offenses that come in this life. If you're struggling with unforgiveness or holding on to offense, let this parable encourage you today. Don't be like this wicked servant, but choose to forgive. Practice kindness, practice compassion, practice humility, meekness, and patience. Be tender-hearted and ask the Lord for grace. So be encouraged today. God can help you forgive, and He can help you forget so that you can continue on your journey into the kingdom of heaven. May God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us on this enlightening journey through the parables of Jesus on the Walking in His Word podcast. We hope you found inspiration, wisdom, and a deeper connection to the teachings of our Savior. If these stories have touched your heart and stirred your soul, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way, you won't miss a single parable as we continue on our journey. We're here to spread the teachings of Jesus, and you can help. Share this podcast with your loved ones, your friends, and even your neighbors. Let's build a community that walks together in His Word. Your thoughts and questions are a valuable part of our discussion. So please reach out to us through our website or connect on social media. We're at Walking in His Word Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As we navigate the parables, remember these timeless stories offer guidance and grace, even in the midst of life's challenges. Keep walking in His Word, and may His light shine upon your path. Until our next parable, may your journey be blessed.